Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law and I'm here with my law partner, Sarah Hink. Sarah Hink. And Sarah, what are we talking about today? We're talking about how do you know when to go and also what should you do when you're going to (laughs) go? And who can help you when you go? Yes. So Elizabeth, is there a good time to go? Is there like that one moment that you know that you tell people that's when you know you should go? If someone beats the shit out of you. Yeah. That's the only time I would say you need to get out. Right. I say my questions are, do you feel safe? Are you scared? Are your children safe? If not, we need to go get you a domestic violence protective order to get you out of there. Yes. And we do that because you can't make the other person go. You just can't say you need to get out because they don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to. And also, if you're in danger, then that we need you to get to a safe place. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of times in those situations, those are the hardest relationships to leave. Right. And that's the scariest time and the most violent time to leave for a lot of people. So it does take, you can't, you may not be able to get out the second, and but we can help you plan a way to get yes. out. And it does thing. most of the time take a plan mm-hmm. for the domestic violence victims to get out of that relationship and secure some kind of financial assistance right. because a lot of times those people can are having their money controlled by the abuser. So that's the one case where we could say, say yes, let's get you, you out, out of there. And the other ones, it depends. depends. Tell exactly. me more. <laughs> right. What is going on in your life? What are some of the things that people say to you that give you a heads up that you probably need to start thinking about now? Well, you know, let's talk about the kids aspect because you know, all the people say, I want to wait until the kids are out of high school mm-hmm. to, to separate and divorce because I don't want the kids to have to live in two houses. But that's not really always the best case scenario. And I have to say, when people do wait for that, their older kids that are in their 20s are just as angry and upset and traumatized by it, if right. not more so. It feels like, wait a minute, y'all been lying to me all this time. I thought you were happy in this. So I think sometimes it is harder for kids who are older. Right. So that's not going to be a good solution. Mm-hmm. And and what about with young kids? Are there issues there? I think there are issues there, but I think it's easier. Kids are, kids are resilient and people sometimes don't realize that, but the longer, and they watch you and they, they know exactly what you do. And so you may think that you're having a little spat or a little argument in the kitchen and they're up in the bed. I can tell you from experience, my own experience and my client's experiences, those kids are hearing everything you say. And so one, you're modeling for them what relationship should be, which is, right. that's not what you want to model. And then if there is someone who is an aggressor, then you're, that person is modeling how you treat other people. That's what I tell them. You don't want your child to think that's what love is. That's and right. then they grow up and look for that same relationship right. and abuse and yelling. And right. Being- we all hear that. And then you see a lot where they do stay together. Like they'll come and see me and two or three later, years later, they'll come back. And then one of their children is acting out and treating them badly and calling them names just like the other partner does. And yeah. then sometimes that's their clicking point that they say, oh, I need to get out. Yeah, exactly. That does happen way more than I thought it would after I started practicing is seeing that pattern. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do wait. They'll come to me and uh, I won't hear from them for a year or two. And it's amazing how many times that happens as well. But the kids, they do react and they do see it. And as they get older, it starts to get worse and worse. Or if you see your kids acting out, not doing well in school, just tune in to that um, is helpful. And a lot of times I say to people, go see a counselor and work through that and they can help you figure out 
do I want to leave? Should I leave? Should I not? Because it's a personal, yeah. it's a personal. And that's decision. not a marriage counseling. We're not no, talking no, about that. No, we're, we're talking, talking about, about individual therapy for, for the person yeah. that needs to have some sorting out. Sort marriage of counseling is fine, but make sure you have your own on the side. Exactly. Don't use the same person. Right. Keep your own separate so you can formalize what's going on in your own brain and figure things out. And we'll have lots of shows about custody and custody plans and how to make that work and how it affects kids. But if your kids are suffering, and you're suffering, then you you probably need to get a plan to get yes. out. And I always say one unhappy home is not any better than two separate homes where maybe at least one of them is happy. Right. And I always and say, hopefully and both of them will be Yeah, happy. that's what I always tell my son. Is you, you can't have too many people love you. Right. And we'll talk about this too. Somebody gets married or somebody gets a girlfriend or whatever. That's That can be a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. They have more support, more love. Right. I know it's hard yeah. if you see your ex with a new man or woman. I get that. But <laughs> you got to you know push that aside, deal with it how you ever deal with those sort of feelings and focus on your child. Right. You just got to gotta push through it sometimes. Yeah. So basically it doesn't matter what age your kids are Mm -mm. so that's not going to be a a go or no situation not for us but it's something that people have to take personally and think about Mm -hmm. but as far as thinking about when a good time to go I can't tell you when your child is 12 it's better than when they're two or they're 18 right there are benefits and positives and negatives to each of them exactly that you need to weigh and that's what an attorney can help you and that's what your counselor can help you do and it's good to have a team yes Mm -hmm. I agree can't do it all alone (laughs) no Okay, yeah. so now you want to leave, and I get a lot of questions about, I'm a stay-at-home mom, or he makes a lot more money than I do. What about finances? What do you have to think about, Sarah? I think some people, they wait to leave. Maybe they put their relationship on the back burner, and they focus on their work and building a career. And I, I think with that, you want to be careful, because while you're building that career and those assets for yourself, and you're maybe not so sure about your relationship, you but you'll think about it two years later, you're going to have to split that wealth with your spouse most likely so mm-hmm. while you're build, building that empire they're reaping those benefits so don't ever just put your relationship on the back burner you should address those issues and think about the financial side and also if you're stay-at-home mom and you aren't making any money then hopefully you have to realize is there enough money to spread around I think that's a big stop for a lot of people with separating we can't afford to separate I remember that back in the recession. That's what people did. They just stayed together if they could, if nobody was in an abusive relationship. But two houses can't live as one. I hate to tell people that. But you may not be able to keep what you've got. But you got to weigh that out too. What's more important, my mental health, my stress, my parenting, or the nice fine house and the pool and the country club membership? And again, that's your own choice. you got to make that choice. Yeah. And you might have your a new country club and pool in your future. You never know. You don't know. I think it's really hard for people to look in the future and fast forward two years from now and see what you can do on your own financially. It's more of this is a very pure hit to yourself at that moment. So you don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, bank bank accounts are being divided. You don't have the income. You don't have the money to pay for things like you did before. That's when you really need to see an attorney and think about spousal support and what that might look like for you. Or if your best bet is to just go out there and job hunt and and pound the pavement and make some money. Some attorneys will tell dependent spouses to, no, don't go out, don't find a job. I always think it's better because one, it gets you out of the house. Right. It gets you thinking about something other than yourself or even just go volunteer or do something. But And judges want that to happen. They do. They'll look at you and say, okay, there's going be a spouse of support but you need to get a job job, right and and that's and that's the reality of it and that's just how it is unfortunately it's not always you're not always going to go to the attorney and hear something that you think you're going to (laughs) hear you know 
what my clients tell me all the time. What did they That's say? not at all what I wanted to hear. I know. They're like, that's not good news. And I always tell them I'm upfront and honest with them, and they probably won't like what I want to hear. But I think we're both that way, and I think everybody in our firm is that way, that we're honest with you. We'll tell you the positives and the negatives, and then you get to make the choice. We can't make right. the choices for you. It's constantly a benefit, cost analysis in the family law area. You, I will tell you what will likely happen if we make these decisions and what would happen if we go this way? And that's going to be ultimately up to you. And right. we get to a point often where I say, do you really want to just keep <laughs> fighting this and litigating this? Or do you want to put a stop to it and walk away with what you have? And again, we can't. The clients are the bosses. I don't think they realize that sometimes. Yeah, they are bosses. They and are. I say, no, I just want to stick it to her. Keep going. I'm like, okay, okay well, that's your choice. We exactly. Yes. <laughs> so also, what about affairs? When's the time to leave if you're having an affair or if you're on the other side and you find out about an affair it's hard I mean I I don't think it changes the equation any because you still have the issues about if I leave and if he's having an affair and if I leave I still don't have any money I still have to have some place to go you're still going to have to divide the kids up the affairs don't have anything to do with the custody unless they were out when they were supposed to have the kids and leave the kids alone Mm -hmm. so it really comes into play in spousal support and property well sometimes not property but spousal support so what I say to people is get as much information as you can hire a pi yes. stay together keep your mouth shut a little bit and let's get what we can and then yes. you can leave but don't forgive them no <laughs> and definitely don't write that down that yes. you forget no. so that's a defense that yes. can be used against you in the future because then you said i forgive you and, and it makes it all go away you get this sometimes it's gotta be sneaky right and it's been it feels bad just find out where you can and if you're the one having the affair rude you should have left beforehand <laughs> that's just morally correct correct and you'll get in a lot more trouble Doing that. It's not going to help your case. Let's no, put it's it not going to help your case. I can't and tell you how many dependent spouses I have that have an affair that they're not going to get any spousal support. The, the, the husband makes five hundred thousand dollars and they've mm-hmm. been staying home and i'm really sorry yeah, you but you're not that. getting anything you should have talked to me before the affair that's right that's so right if just anyone out there's listening and thinks about wanting to have an affair you come talk to us first yeah, just hold off it ain't all <laughs> it ain't all that i'm telling you yeah no not at all if you are separated or contemplating a divorce it is important that you know your legal rights and options new direction family law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients in family law matters we aggressively advocate, support, and educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. Schedule an initial consultation today. Another thing about these affairs yes. is that it really pisses the other person off so much that it's going to, even if you're not fighting about spousal support, it's going to make the co-parenting harder. Oh, yeah. It's going to make everything harder because everyone's just emotionally fired up and hurt. Yeah, that's got to that's hurt. Yes. No offense, but that's got to really hurt yeah. really bad. So, so leave before that. <laughs> that's one to leave. That's another one to for sure leave. Sure, before. leave. Yeah. And come, if you're thinking about, it, I want to separate and I'm, I found this nice guy and I think I want to go out with them. Don't do it. Yeah. Just don't. And it's okay to, just aside from affairs, just in general, you don't know if you're in, in love anymore. It's okay to go talk to an attorney and figure out options and right. take your time with that process. No one, we're not saying that if these things happen to you, that this is an automatic time to go, or you should just pull the trigger on a random Tuesday. Right. That it's something you definitely want to think about and put some thought into and plan with your attorney, your counselor, and how it's going to look. Yeah, because again, there are marriages that do survive that. 
And but you can talk about let's have a postnuptial agreement, shall we? Yeah. If this happens again, then here's what's going to happen. Kind so of what thing. can you do with a postnup? We can say if you have an affair, or I find out about it, you're going to pay me X, or this is going to happen, or I'm going to get more of this. It's okay to forgive and go back and stay together, but be smart about it. Right. Protect because yourself. That person might have talked to an attorney, him or herself knowing that you know about the affair and the attorney said, well, just brush it off and let them forgive you. And then it'll be all okay. Right. You can leave them in a couple years. So you don't want to be on the other end of that. That's not good that. at all. I agree. So yeah, talk to an attorney, even if it's just nothing to do with an affair and nothing like that happened. If you just don't feel like you want to be in the marriage anymore, right. have a plan, get, take a look at your finances, what's there. Also know if your spouse has a lot of debt that you might have to take on some of that debt too. So if they're running something into the ground and you having all these red flags about finances, it might be a good time to talk to an attorney just about that. A lot of people who don't work or in a marriage that the finances are controlled by the other person, I always tell them, you need to go open your own bank account. And everybody's afraid to do that sometimes. They're like, do I have to let the other person know that? It's like, mm, no, no, you don't, you don't have to. to do that. And just squirrel away some money. And you'll be surprised how much $100 here or $5 here adds up. Right. You know? And I've seen some sad cases where there's financial abuse and their spouse will only give them money to go to the grocery store or to debit card to use the grocery store. We'll take an extra 20 bucks out or 40 bucks out when you're at the register exactly. and, and store that cash somewhere. Because you may need it. You may need it. Even if you're not ready to go see an attorney because we can help you plan. Mm-hmm. And you can hire us before you separate. Right. You can, and, and then you get to step back and we get to be the bitches. Right. And do all the stuff and, yes. and make the calls and say, don't bother. Here's what we're going to do. And so sometimes it puts a barrier between the parties and, and that helps them be able to start separating. And there's a couple of legal actions that can help with that as well. And in, in North Carolina, we have divorce from bed and board. So if you really want to stay in the house and they've been abusive to you, um, not physically abusive where we need to get a DVPO, but just making your life hell pretty much. And you want them to leave and they refuse to leave, then we can file that divorce from bed and board. And that usually pushes people to leave before we even get to court. I haven't gone to court for it, but I filed it many times. So right. that so, usually works too. Yeah. So there are ways, just going to see an attorney doesn't mean you have to do anything. So don't be scared to do that. We're just human. We sit and listen to people's stories every day. That's what we do. We sit with them in their pain and help them work through that and get a plan in place so that they can move forward. That's what seeing an attorney, yep. or at least seeing us is about. That's right. how we practice. And I'll hear someone be like, oh, so-and-so called, they want to retain. Like, oh, I met with them two years ago. Exactly. What in the world? Exactly. And I see them again, and it's great to see them and know that I can help them. Because right. I could see that they were in a bad place before. And it just takes some people a little bit longer, and that's okay. It's right. okay to struggle with that decision and to take the time with your kids. A lot of people just say they got wrapped up with their kids, and even though they wanted to separate a year ago, they just sped past. And But here they are today wanting to make a difference and step in a different direction toward a better life for them and their kids. I agree. I agree. Yes. Okay. And, of course, there's those other clients of mine who have been <laughs> married for 40-plus years, which I'm always amazed to see. And they want to separate in a divorce. And that's something we'll talk about, too, because of what they call it, the grain of divorce. Yes. And that can really, that's hard. Yeah. But I think it's also joyful, too, for people like, oh, life is short, you know? Life is short. <laughs> I'm 60, I'm 70. Yeah. I want to change. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be happy. I've worked. I'm retired. This is now what I want to do with the next phase of my life. And I understand that. A lot of times the other person can The other be very party hurt. doesn't. Right. Yeah, like After. I've been with this person all my life and shit, you know, yeah. this is what happens. But. Ain't that some shit. Ain't that some shit. That's right. <laughs> 
So basically, there's not a right answer here for when's the right time to leave and what to look for and knowing that it's the right time to leave. And just see us. Come talk. Go talk. Go see an attorney. Go talk to your... Talking to your friends is great, but please don't listen to them when they say, this happened to me, or this is what you should do, or in my divorce is what happened. Don't listen to them very much, because they're not living your life. It's great to, to talk to them and vent with them, and right. have them beside you to do that. But at the end of the day, they go home to their family, and whatever they're doing, right. and they're not going to live that life with you. Take all that advice with a grain of salt, and everyone's life is different, too. Yeah, I agree. So that's what we can tell you on the upper level, big picture of know when to go. And we're going to drill down as we go through these podcasts on how to do, how to talk about your finances, what to do about parenting, those sorts of things, right? Yes, that's correct. And when you do go, don't burn the house down. <laughs> don't do that. Don't throw all the, all the things out in the front yard. Yeah. Don't key the want, car. <laughs> I know you want to take a, a baseball bat to the, the windshield, but don't do that. Here's what... The philosophy is when I go to court with someone, my philosophy is not to bash the other person, but to put my client in the best light. I want them to come in with a little halo over their head. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, being a bigger person, I know it doesn't feel like that in the moment, mm -hmm. but, but you actually win. Yeah, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, like Michelle Obama says, when they go low, low? we go high. That's right. And I, I swear it works better in court. The it judges does. realize that. Yeah. If they don't like someone, they're going to tell you. So if you want to bash the other party, do it with your friends. Yes. You know, but don't do it on social media. Don't do it on social media. <laughs> don't do it in writing. <laughs> no, don't, don't do it in writing. Do it in writing. So, yes. Don't. Just have a little chat, glass of wine with your girlfriend. But other than that, don't do it. So that was a nice little brief overview of knowing when to yeah. go and what to do and what not to do. So right. I look forward to more episodes from us on these topics. I'm Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law. And I'm Sarah Hink. And ain't, ain't that, that some Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.